Even though there is sometimes disappointment in this life, there is hope in Jesus' name. And that's the topic today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. I, I want to remind you today that there was one that was born. His name is Wonderful Counselor, the one that sees into the future because he's not limited by time and space. This one is the one that knows your future and your destiny, and he's willing to guide you when you look to the heavens and say, not my will, but yours be done. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute, both in Chicago. And Mark, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Wayne. You know, many people are in desperate need of hope right now here at Christmas time, and that's true no matter who they are or what they've done. And today you're going to share the hope that's found in Jesus through the book of Isaiah. And on this Christmas Eve, I love that we can come to you, and I'm glad that you're listening to us today. And we're really praying that you would embrace the hope during this season, not let the cloud of discouragement around you block out this powerful message that's full of hope to everybody. And uh, we're praying also for you that as you gather together with family members, that you could bring that sense of hope to whatever family gathering you have tomorrow. I know for some of you it will be difficult, but some of you are key. You're gathering together with family members that are not believers, and some of you, and you're the only one that's actually bringing the message of hope. So we're praying for you, and we want you to know that. Yeah, perhaps it's no accident that you tuned in today to hear this special Christmas Eve message on Bold Steps Weekend. It comes from Isaiah as Mark talks about the names of Jesus. You may be happy with the name that you were given at birth, or maybe you can't stand your name. If you don't like the name that was given to you, you'll make up, you'll use your middle name or an alteration of the name. But there's something about a name. I have three children, and so each time one of my children were born, way in advance, we would start thinking, well, if it's a boy, we'll call him. And if it's a girl, we'll call her. And so you start thinking in advance. And I remember my wife picking up a book, a book of names, kind of going through the names, trying to figure out, all right, what's a good name for our child? My daughter was our first one born. She's 19 now. But we thought she was going to be a boy, so we called her Josiah for a long time. I'm glad she doesn't respond when you say Josiah. We, I, I talked to her at the womb so many times. Hey, Josiah, how you doing, buddy? And um, we had that name all picked out. It took us a while to figure out what name we would have. And uh, there's meaning to names that you give. And uh, my daughter her middle name and her first name were names that we had thought over because we knew for the rest of her life, when that name was said, it would be her identity. And that name would be called out in school roll calls, that that name would be on her birth certificate, that that name would be on her license uh, ID, that that name would be on her social security that she would be known by that name. And that name has a first name, a middle name, and a last name. And that name becomes a little bit of your identity. 
When my third son uh, was born, his name is Grant, I, I, I went through several names. I'm glad some of the names we discarded. Aren't you happy that there's like the A-list and the B-list? One of the names I thought I really liked for him was the name Stone. My wife said, I'm not going to name my kid Stone. It was a bad idea. Nebuchadnezzar made the B-list too. Not, not, a, not a good name. Some of you may have heard that old country song from Johnny Cash, A Boy Named Sue. Um, but there's something about a name. My name that my parents gave me when I was, well, before I was born, is the name Mark. It's what I write on my name tag when I'm at a guest gathering and people don't know. It's the name Mark. It means strong. I, I like that name, Mark. My middle name is Edward. If you're named Edward here, don't, be, don't take it offensively, but I never liked Edward. I just didn't like it. Because I, I knew one Edward when I was in grade school. He was the only Edward I knew, and I just didn't like him. So every time I, I heard the name Edward, I associated it with him. He was kind of a pest, a little bit of a wimp, and I was like, I, I don't want to be called Edward. So I go by Mark. I never write my middle name. I just put E. I don't like Edward. But I respond to Mark. It has become my identity. If I were to change my name right now, it would be weird to be called something else. Because that's, that's who I am. Some of you have grown up and you have developed an identity. You were named something when you were born, but as you grew up, they started calling you another name, and that became who you were. And some of you, the name that you have grown up with is a name that you don't like because maybe you associate that name with someone that you don't like, and that may be yourself. I want to talk to you about a name that was given to... 800 years before this baby was born and you thought maybe your parents planned in advance. 800 years before this baby was born, the names were already stated. They were already written down in scripture. A prophet by the name of Isaiah, we call him a major prophet. He had a revelation from God. This was not a human intuition. He was not a palm reader or a futurist. He was a prophet. So God spoke to him as a prophet, and he wrote down the prophecies. In Isaiah chapter 9, he has this bold prophecy about a child that will be born. And he gives the names that will describe this child. In Isaiah chapter 9, it says, For to us... A child is born. This is 800 years before the birth of Jesus. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 800 years before Jesus was born, there were names that were given unto him. You know, if you read the Bible, you'll discover that there are 256 names that are given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he's called a lot of things in Scripture. There are names, hundreds of names, uh, describing Jesus. Uh, he's called Jesus the Savior, Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the Christ of righteousness, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus of Nazareth, the Lord Jesus, Christ Jesus, Messiah, anointed one. He's called the servant, the servant of the Father, my righteousness, uh, a Nazarene of Nazarite, the carpenter, a stranger and alien, a man of sorrows. Uh, there's a lot of names for Jesus. But 800 years before he was born, there are a couple of names that are given that describes who Jesus is and what Jesus would do. Uh, there's something about names that are important. It's interesting that in the beginning of creation, when God made man and woman, the first task that he gave man was to name names, name things, give things names. Do you remember that? God looked at man at Adam and he said, I want you to name the animals of my creation. It was one of the first tasks that he did. One of the first things that God did was to give things names. It says in Genesis chapter 1, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and the first day, God called the expanse sky. And there was evening, and there was morning, and the second day, God called the dry ground land. And he gathered the waters together, and he called them sea. And God saw that it was good. And after God was done naming things, he thought, I'm going to now give Adam the power to name things. And so he said to Adam, Adam, your first job will be to name the animals. Uh, can you imagine that? Animal after animal comes before him and he just have to give them names. Names would describe who they would be. From then on, those animals would be called by that name. When people pronounce that name, Immediately you have an image that comes to your mind, the name of that animal. If you read through the Old Testament, names were important because, well, names often relate to some aspect of a person's birth. For example, Isaac, the son of Abraham and Sarah. Isaac means laughing uh, because Sarah laughed when she was 90 years old and found out that she would be pregnant with the son. Hey, wouldn't you laugh? Or cry, I don't know. <laughs> Jacob, his name means deceiver because he spent a lot of his time deceiving his older brother out of the blessing. 
Moses means drawn out because he was drawn out of the water by the Pharaoh's daughter. Jabez means sorry because his mother bore him in a difficult time and she was in much difficulty and pain. I don't know what went through your parents' mind when they named you. Uh, there's interesting names out there in Spanish, for example. Uh, I don't know, maybe some of you were named. I grew up in Spain, and so people were called Dolores. Any Dolores here? We may have some, I don't know. Dolores means pains. Doesn't sound as good in English, really. A lot better in Spanish. I don't know what was going through your parents' mind when they named you, but I'm sure that they had an image of who you would be and what you would become and how you would live your life. And before they even knew you, maybe when you were born, they decided this will be their name. But they dreamed about your future. They associated the name with the person that you would become because your name was important. Isaiah says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And then he gives us, well, he gives us several names. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I want to talk to you just for a moment about these names that were given to this child that was born 800 years before he was born. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, and our message is called, There is Hope for the Disappointed, and we're in the book of Isaiah. If you'd like to hear this message again, or if you'd like to share it with a friend who might need to hear more about who Jesus is and why we should be in a relationship with him, you can do that online at boldstepsweekend.org. You can also download these messages and listen from anywhere, anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Go to your favorite platform and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. And to find even more ways to listen and connect with us wherever you are, just visit our website, and that is boldstepsweekend.org. And by the way, you can find even more sermons from Mark and access his complete teaching archive by visiting moodyaudio.com. There you'll be able to search for lessons about specific topics, sermon series, or even books of the Bible. Check it out today. That's moodyaudio.com. Right now, let's dive back into today's message. Mark has more to tell us about Jesus' names as they're recorded in Scripture. His name will describe his character. He will be too wonderful for words to describe, and he will be wonderful counselor. A counselor is someone that advises, consults, guides. A counselor is someone that kind of walks you through difficult times. He's a coach. He will be amazing, wonderful, beyond description guide and coach. And that's what Jesus is. For those of you that know him and walk with him and experience him, you know that he's the guiding force of your life, that he's the power of wisdom, the one that in difficulty at crossroads, you look to the heavens and say, God, I need wisdom. And he becomes that wonderful counselor. The Bible tells us that for we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are yet without sin. 
Let us then approach his throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. I want you to know this today, that his name, that child that was born, his name is Wonderful Counselor. And I don't know if today you're in a place of confusion. If today you're in a place where you say, the future is unclear. I'm facing major decisions that I really don't know what to do with. I, I want to remind you today that there was one that was born. His name is Wonderful Counselor. The one that sees into the future because he's not limited by time and space. This one, the Wonderful Counselor, is the one that knows your future and your destiny. And he's willing to guide you when you look to the heavens and say, not my will, but yours be done. Proverbs tells us, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So I want you to know that his name is Wonderful Counselor. And today you can get guidance and counsel from that Wonderful Counselor. I want you to know that his name is also Mighty God. You see, Jesus was not just a man that was born a marginalized Jewish peasant born in Galilee that never traveled 60 miles beyond where he was born. He was much more than that. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word became incarnate and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten Son of God. What the Bible tells us is that Jesus, he's always been, he's never had a beginning, he's always existed with the Father. This is core to Christianity. Jesus is not just a good example. He's not a Martin Luther King Jr. He's not a Gandhi. He's not a social reformer. He's not just a good example of a humanitarian person that did good for the masses. Jesus, the Bible declares, is God himself. If you have not understood the deity of Jesus, then you've abdicated Christianity. You cannot be a Christian without embracing the fact that Jesus Jesus was all God and all man, mighty God. Why was this important? Well, because only God himself could be sinless. Only God himself could offer the ultimate sacrifice on that cross. You see, the miracle of the incarnation, the bir virgin birth, the miracle of it all was that Jesus himself, and some people wonder, well, why did Jesus only, why did he have to be born of a virgin? If you look down through history a little bit, you'll understand that from the first Adam and every generation after Adam has been born with the sin nature, passed down through the seed of man. The Bible calls Jesus the second Adam because Jesus was not born with the seed of man, he was born impregnated into a woman without the intervention of man from on high, God depositing in the womb of Mary this inception of life. Yet amazing as it may seem, think about it. The God of the universe, omniscient, 
omnipotent, omnipresent, sovereign, that knows all things, that waved and the worlds were created, that the angels bow to him day and night, that they fly around his throne calling, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This infinite God chose to humble himself and package himself as a baby who needed to subsist and exist by nursing on his mother's breast, the God of the universe. dwindled down to a baby with diapers. Amazing. Never once did he cease to be God. Never once did he cease to be holy. Never once did he give up his deity. He emptied himself and limited himself. But never once did he cease to be mighty God. The Bible says his name is called Mighty God. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, 31, he says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. He's a mighty God. And I don't know what you may be facing today. Maybe it seems like your obstacles are great. Maybe it seems like your challenges are too far for you to overcome. I want you to know that there's a name being given to Jesus and his name is Mighty God. Not only is he wonderful counselor, he's also Mighty God. And if you've embraced him and accepted him and believed him, invited him into your life, you have the power of Almighty God dwelling with you and walking beside you. Number three, he's called Everlasting Father. There's a great difference between our earthly father and everlasting father. The nurture, the protection, the guidance of a father, not a distant, omnipotent, generic force of the universe, but a caring, loving, involved father who the spirit surges us inside to call him Abba Father, which means daddy. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job and today's lesson titled, There is Hope for the Disappointed. Remember, you can always revisit these messages or share them with a friend by pulling them up online at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, Mark, as we near the end today, I'd love to leave our listeners with a final challenge, one that you've shared before, but really deserves to be at the forefront of our minds in this busy season. And that's the challenge to stay centered on the reason for the season, our living Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, Wayne, I heard a story a few years back of a family that was celebrating the birthday of a little baby. All the guests got there. They were all celebrating, laughing. And then someone said, hey, where's the baby? And they started running around trying to find the baby. And then they found that in the bedroom... Under the coats where people oh, had put no. their coats, the baby oh. was sleeping in the little uh, <laughs> crib that it had there. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. They were all having a great time, but they forgot the guest of honor, which was the baby. I think so many times around Christmas season, holiday season, that's what happens. We get busy celebrating and then we wake up and say, hey, wait a second, where's Jesus in all of this? Yeah, that's very good, Mark. Thank you. 
Now, to help make sure you don't miss the reason for the season right now and throughout the rest of life, we'd love to send you a copy of our Bold Step gift. It's more than just a book. It's a guide to an authentic spiritual adventure. Pastor Louis Giglio is inviting you on a 66-day journey into the presence of Christ, pushing you deeper with profound insights, key verses, and practical devotions to help you learn how to share time with your Creator. The book is titled, At the Table with Jesus, and that's where you'll find yourself when you journey through the pages of this transformative resource. To let us know you want it, just send a financial gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. And remember, if you are a first-time donor, you'll also receive Dr. Job's 30-day e-devotional that you can download right onto your phone or tablet for easy reading. That's two devotionals with your first gift of any amount to Bold Steps Weekend. So don't wait. Send in your donation today at boldstepsweekend.org or call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Now, if it's easier, you can send your gift in the mail. You can also request our Bold Step gift when you write to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you're looking for even more content from the Bold Steps ministry, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute, where you'll hear powerful excerpts from the Bible teaching of Mark Job. This is a one-minute feature. It's a great way to get your daily dose of biblical truth, no matter how busy your schedule gets. So subscribe today and get the Bold Steps Minute downloaded automatically through your podcast app or visit boldstepsminute.org. Well, that's our time today, but join us again New Year's Eve for the conclusion of this message, There's Hope for the Disappointed. It's part of our series called Christmas Brings Hope, and you'll hear it next time, right here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.